Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. If you missed that last segment with Mike Hedrick from KSL TV, you got to go check that out on the podcast. It is an extraordinary story about uh, Benjamin Lenig, uh, who uh, has lost most of his sight and uh, is one of the best water polo goalies in the state of Utah. It is an amazing story. Uh, no excuses. It's all about a bigger vision uh, of what matters. And we're really pleased right now to be joined by uh, Sean Marchant and uh, Gary Sandberg, uh, who both are part of the South Salt Lake uh, community, the South Salt Lake Police Honorary Colonels. Uh, they also have day jobs as well. Uh, Sean is a member, uh, excuse me, is a manager at the U.S. Novelty and Party Supply. And uh, Gary is the owner of Granite Mill and Fixture Company. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Wonderful. Sean, let me start with you and uh, help us understand what uh, what is the uh, Honorary Colonels? Where does that come from? Well, the Honorary Colonels is an organization that's made up of community members and leaders and business owners. And basically, our purpose is to support our local law enforcement. We do things from you know providing funding for activities and training and education, but Mainly what we do is we try to create a, a great relationship between the police department and the community. Mm, and that's so important. Uh, we, we've seen that. And we know there's some great success stories uh, amidst some of the challenging things we've heard more nationally. Uh, Gary, as you look at this particular week, Law Enforcement Appreciation Week, uh, what's on your uh, what's on your agenda this week? Well, we have a number of things, one of which is... Uh, uh, we've had an opportunity to put up some billboards acknowledging the fine work of, of police officers and the sacrifice that they make as well as their families make. And we think that uh, in, in that way we express our appreciation and that when they view those, we hope that they are buoyed up a little bit because they do have tough jobs. And uh, we have some other uh, activities uh, that are uh, – Typical in an annual uh, uh, nature, we we have uh, uh, we s- support the the opportunity for some of our police people to go back and visit Washington D.C. Uh, we've done that in years past. This year, with the um, pandemic, that probably is not going to happen. But then we also have things like uh, uh, motorcycle uh, entourage that. Uh, are able to traverse the state and and we like participating in and that kind of thing. Wonderful. And there Oh, go ahead, Gary. Oh, I think we lost Gary for a half a second there. Uh, no, Sean... I'm still oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, I thought I thought you were talking. Go ahead. <laughs> no worries. Uh, Sean, I was going to jump over to you uh, for a minute to just kind of give us some context in terms of 
how does this year uh, feel a little different in terms of Law Enforcement Appreciation Week? You know, I think this year, and I think it ties into uh, the feeling from last year as well for lots of different reasons. I think probably more than ever, it's important for us to let our police officers know how important they are in our community and how much we appreciate what they do. You know, they're the ones on the front lines providing law and order in our community. I think it's important to remember that our police officers, you know, they're our neighbors. They're mothers and fathers. Their kids and our kids go to school together. We go to community events and church together, and they're human beings just like the rest of us. Uh, But I do think what makes them a little different is they're willing to put themselves in harm's way, sometimes a great personal sacrifice for the betterment of our community. You know, I was thinking just recently, you know, I thought, can we feel what it's like to be a police officer whose job it is to keep our community safe, to keep our streets safe? And sometimes we might think that the worst thing that we could ask of our officers is to give their lives in, in service to our communities. But And then they're obviously willing to do that as well. But I think possibly the most difficult thing we ask of them is to see reality as it really is every day. I'm certain that they look at reality a little bit differently than you do and I do. I think they're called to uh, look at human nature at its lowest possible level. And I think sometimes it can cause them to uh, become a little worn down and uh, mm-hmm. possibly even diminish their faith sometimes in people and in God. And we ask them to do it for our sakes and for the safety of our society. And so it's for that reason uh, that we're here. Yeah. And it's for that reason that we need to educate ourselves and others and be aware of what's going on. And if we want good people in our police departments, we need to make sure that they know that we support and appreciate them. Uh, so important. And, uh, Gary, as uh, you look at what uh, will take place this week, uh, I love Sean's point in terms of uh, we ask them to do an awful lot. And, and sometimes you do have to wonder, you know, who's who who helps the, the helpers and, and who is it that uh, gives strength to a lot of these law enforcement uh, folks who end up uh, as Sean mentioned, you know, seeing some of the some of the best of humanity and some of the worst of humanity, and uh, that could be a grind and exhausting. And so, what can we do as members of the community uh, to both show appreciation and, and proper support for our law enforcement? Well, that's a great question, and uh, Boyd, as we as we look at the critical nature of what we're asking law enforcement and first responders in general to do is is actually uh, like the tip of the spear if you've got right. you have to have someone that's in there uh, doing the hard heavy lifting to keep a community safe and sound and if you if you look at the numbers just just uh, uh, if you if you were to google the numbers in areas where they have communities have have uh, withdrawn support and and the financial uh, uh, means has been withdrawn. Look at their numbers; they're they're <laughs> embarrassing. And anyone that that doesn't see that uh, needs to take another hard look at it. Mm-hmm. But these these are people that are there as <laughs> our uh, to help enforce the laws that we all live by. And if we don't have that enforcement, we don't have a a, a society built on laws yeah. and, and and that is respected and. We should respect them for the 
heavy lifting that they do. Oh, fantastic. And so, Boy, uh, do you mind if oh, I add ahead. to that? Yeah, go ahead real quick. So I, I love your question. How can people support law enforcement? You know, I joined the honorary colonels a few years ago, not knowing what it was. Uh, I don't have close family in law enforcement, but I have a great respect for the profession I, I run into people regularly who ask the question, you know, what can they do to support law enforcement? And I would suggest that those who are looking for a focused and organized way to do that, to go to our website, SouthSaltLakeHonoraryColonels.com, for more information and to consider joining our joining our group. Wonderful. Um, I think it's important for people to to speak up in support of the police, but if you know. If, one thing that people can do that's very informal and simple, but I think has the greatest impact, is w- when you run into police officers, just take a, a moment and go up and smile and shake their hand and thank them for their service. Yeah. You know, I've been doing that for many years with military personnel, but I started doing that a couple of years ago with police officers. And it's very easy to yeah. see the impact that has on them and, and how much they appreciate it. So important for them to know that they are not alone and that they are appreciated. Great insight. Uh, thanks to both uh, Sean and Gary for joining us, uh, part of this great uh, South Salt Lake Honorary Colonels. And again, it is Law Enforcement Appreciation Week. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for your time, Boyd. Thank you very much. You bet. All right, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, uh, Gray Otis is going to join us. We're going to talk about mental wellness, uh, what we should be doing coming out of the pandemic. Coming up next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.